0: Listening to the TPM podcast, just trying to loosen it up in the intro here. Uh, Who are <laughs> you, What's up, what, uh, Okay, that is not what I said. <laughs> jeepers, <laughs> well, creepers. Said. Oh. Okay, okay. Hi, Andre.
1: What's up?
2: <laughs> Can I just say that Andre's like the most formal one of our group, and he starts with "What's up?" I love that. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I was uh, yeah. I was so, so underprepared for that. That it's, was too funny. Yep,
0: we have it exactly as much together as it sounds like we do. That's right. Um, basically, yeah, we're here to talk about theology, talk about the Bible, how it impacts um, our actual lives, and to show that you don't have to have a degree to do that. Um, but first, I want to air a frustration about how I think that maybe Reddit is going to end the world. Um, You've
2: got my attention. (laughs) We're
0: we're coming. Well, yeah. And I guess I don't have like a super great thesis of like why that's going to happen. But other than maybe like crashing the stock market and leading to, well, I think I do have some actually actual legitimate frustrations, but there has been a lot of Reddit stuff in the news so the whole GameStop stuff, whatever you want to call that. And then now I'm being informed about a joke cryptocurrency <laughs> that has been born out of a Reddit grotto.
1: And Yeah, that's a word I'm unfamiliar with. Can you use that in a different sentence, please? <laughs> like
0: a, like a, it's like a gross horrible backwater place. So, okay. <laughs> that's what? not a word. No, I disagree. <laughs>
1: Okay, he is of course referencing Dogecoin, which is the I texted Matt about this is the funniest thing to me. I, I texted him. I was like, welcome to the future where memes are actual real currency that you can buy things with.
2: So if you're unfamiliar with it, it, it literally started um, on, on the internet as a meme making fun of cryptocurrency and someone you know they're like why not let's build a new cryptocurrency let's be a competitor to bitcoin and these other ones and uh you know what it's soaring (laughs) i mean relatively low it's like seven cents right now when we're recording but hey that's like a lot more than they started with and it's all driven off of people who are just online trolls and that is so funny to me um, and Andre is just losing hair over it because it stresses him out. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think.
0: Yeah, I just think I just think that people should probably get a hobby or just <laughs> do something better with their time <laughs> than like make
1: jokes. Uh, if you're curious on on some uh, some, you know, maybe uh, a preview of some of the TPMers' feelings on social media, I think you're getting a taste of that right now from Andre, but. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh but we'll digress from that for now. Uh hey uh what are we gonna be talking about here, boys?
2: Uh so today we're we're kicking off our misconception series, um talking about different different ways that Christians are perceived in our culture here in America as well as around the world. Um and what people think about us when what it's right, but really we're gonna be focusing on what uh, what things do people think about us that are wrong or incorrect based on a lot of things, but uh, overall just focusing on a handful of misconceptions. So today we are talking about uh, the misconception that Christians are always happy. So for those of you who are Christians or who are friends with Christians, um, I would wager that you've you've met someone who is, annoyingly happy who's happy all the time it doesn't really matter what's happening they've got a smile on their face they're beaming and they've always got something chipper to say and uh i i don't know guys what do you think i i I find that annoying i don't i don't feel like that could possibly be true but i I want you guys input before i just go on a rant here you're right i also find andre very annoying oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) shots fired across zoom (laughs) Uh,
1: no um i i agree matt and you know i i think i think we're going to talk about this though but i think it's worth noting that like there there's some difference between like you know and maybe it's an okay difference and maybe in some ways we take to the extreme but like maybe what you put out to people and like kind of how you emote publicly um versus maybe what you're dealing with personally um you know i think there's probably something to be said there and i think a lot of people are probably well intentioned um but I, I think we all know that like it is impossible to be like genuinely like emotionally happy 100% of the time um and i think that's often where where we get like frustrated um is that like we know that's not possible so we just get annoyed when we see people who always seem to be that way when when we don't uh seem to be that way <laughs> Going, I mean, you know, going back to the, the brief comment about social media, you know, I think a lot of this misconception, honestly, um, is, is driven by social media. Because I think that the version of themselves that people tend to put out there is the good one and the happy one and the fun one. Um, so I, I do think that there are some legitimate reasons that this misconception has been driven Um, And why it is a a really heavily perceived one Um, is I think in a lot of ways, people have kind of made their own bed in that that's just the version of themselves that they've presented to a lot of people. So that's what a lot of people think about them. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm, going
0: to go ahead, Andre. Oh, sorry. The leg is really burning us. So I think that part of it too is because it's kind of a complex situation because you're, you're dealing with, this feeling you know that people are having but then you and I think where it gets interesting because it's part of the Christian culture that we're talking about here is I think there might be even this influence of feeling like you are supposed to be happy like even on the part of the Christian like there's this like misconception back onto ourselves that I no 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 like you know Christ has done this thing for me and and I need to be grateful and happy all the time because of that and you know, because I've got that sorted and I need to be, and I need to, I need to feel this happiness. So you just kind of like (laughs) force yourself to behave that way as if that'll make you believe it, which maybe there's some merit to that, but to that strategy, but I don't think that it's appropriate to expect ourselves to always feel that way. And I don't think that that's a good reading of the Bible. So, um, I think that's part of it too, that gets challenging.
1: Could we uh I think it's it's worth it at this point now that we're kinda of starting to get into the weeds. take a step back. Uh can we get like a definition here? Like what do we mean by like happiness? I think there's a lot of different ways you can kind of roll with it. And it's semantics, but I think it's important in this conversation.
2: I think I'll quick take a stab at that. Um I I think of happiness as an emotion, as the result of largely the circumstances around me and the the inputs into my life in in various degrees that are causing my situation to be favorable and therefore i'm happy i'm happy because you know i had a good day at work because i made it to my destination safely because i had a great interaction with someone that um that made me feel really good about myself you know that that was happy so it it was a, a direct causal reaction to uh, or I should say caused reaction from something that uh, happened to me. Um, and, and that's really important to understand, at least um, I, I'd be really interested to know if you guys disagree with that definition at all. But I think when you understand happiness uh, in that way, um, I, I think it's unrealistic to think of anyone being happy all the time. I think it's unrealistic because no one has good things happening to them constantly. There are real things in this world that happen to every one of us that are objectively bad, and that we don't like, and that affect us emotionally. Um, so I'm curious, you guys, and um, I'll be leaning on our resident emotional intelligence expert Zach Dolan to, for to to check me here on my emotional terms. Um, but but what do you guys think, and, and how do you think um, your your definition of happiness versus all throughout the term joy, and, and see if you guys want to bite on that at all, um, affect how we perceive. The bad things, the sufferings that we experience in life.
0: Yeah, I'll bite on joy for sure. I mean, that was going to be my contribution. That I think it can be really helpful to inject the word joy as a candidate uh, into the conversation of how to describe these emotions and these—I'll say maybe states of being for um, for joy—and and, and it kind of links to what I said a second ago about you know Christians feel like well you know given this truth about the truth of the gospel and the way that I get to engage with it, I, I should react, respond to that in a certain way. And I think it gets difficult when you say I should feel a certain way. And so that's, that's where I think it breaks down to expect happiness out of that the way that you've defined it, which I would agree with, but that's where it's helpful to use a word like joy. Um, You know, for me, joy emerges out of this, like, maybe even just head understanding of the reality that my sins are forgiven, that I am found in Christ, that I have a place in, in the kingdom of God, so to speak. Um, like that, that brings me a kind of like deeper joy to realize that fact. Um, and, and, and makes me feel good in a way, but not in like the happiness way. And so that's where the difference really comes in for me and where I think it's important. And I'm glad that we're defining terms because, I think that's a good application, which obviously we'll get to at the end um, for the Christian um, to understand the difference and to express it in the right way.
1: So at risk of maybe pushing this to, to a place where we we maybe hope to get to, but pushing a little too soon, I want to kind of offer an example as the emotional uh, expert of the group, because you guys are a bunch of emotionless robotic slobs. um, So,
2: could have said it better myself.
1: Love I it. I think this this kind of if I'm thinking about this whole happiness narrative, to me it it kind of goes around the idea of like um, emotional satisfaction or emotional fulfillment. Um, and and Matt, you made the point that happiness ultimately is kind of a reactionary thing. It's it's just it's like two plus two equals four. It's just the outcome of an equation, right? It's there are things that happen, and happiness ultimately is just kind of the outcome. Um, and if we use that as our source of fulfillment, our source of satisfaction, we're we're leaning on inputs that ultimately we don't have control over to lead to our satisfaction. Whereas something like joy if, is just happens to be the word we're going to use. Is is this the idea of this truer fulfillment that we're finding in a, a baseline, strong, foundational truth um, that is now defining our emotional fulfillment. A um, little, little quick story for you. Something actually happened, like, uh, happened to me today. Uh, a fellow TPMer, Michael Francis, texted this to me. Uh, had kind of a rough day for a variety of reasons. Not a chance I'm getting into that on the airwaves. But... Um, Michael sent this to me. I was texting with him, kind of telling him that I was stressed and nervous. And he, he sent this back to me. He said, take a deep breath and know uh, that you are loved by the king. And this this narrative of of your emotional fulfillment being happiness, if that's what I built my, my emotional fulfillment bucket, if, if I looked to fill it on happiness, um, days like today leave you... Um, paralyzingly empty for me. Um, whereas if, if, I, if I lean on the fact that I'm loved by the king and th- the joy that comes from that, um, now those circumstances don't dictate the, the emotional satisfaction I have to have in life or I get to have in life um, because I'm not leaning on my circumstances to define that for me. Um, so it's, it's a more, it's, it's a way to be a stable emotional person.
2: It it may be a way to look at it, but I I think that's so good. Um, great example, Zach, and and exactly Andre where I was hoping to go with this too. So we're, we're gelling, but, um, to, to bring this to a point of scripture, I think that there are a lot of places we can go a lot of places to talk about how, you know, um, there's a lot that happens in the life of a Christian that isn't always good. Um, but, but one I wanted to hit on is Romans 5, um, the first five verses of the chapter. Um, so I'll read it here and quick explain my thoughts with it. But it goes, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that our suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame but god's love has been poured out into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us so i see this as a road map to zach exactly what you were saying was that we need a way to be able to get through i'm going to call it suffering the times in our life where the inputs are not positive to create a positive emotional response we need a framework but not just a framework an actual way to move through those to be able to get from suffering to hope and a way to do that is to have a belief and a a strong uh, something more i don't even know a good way to put it but something more than happiness to be able to get us from from suffering to hope and that's something i'm gonna call joy is, is exactly what that is where that it's it's deeper than an emotional response it's a belief and it's a hope driven out of that belief and that's something that's important um so when we say happiness we're kind of taking two two points here we're saying no Christians aren't always happy but don't take happiness as the benchmark to meet that's a bad benchmark cuz it's never going to happen right and and i think to develop
0: where the hope is coming from you know the hope is in in something in what in this reality that the the goings-on of this world the consequences the domino chain that is your life in this world is not all that there is you have hope in you know, I don't like saying a higher power right? because it's just kind of hand-wavy, But you have hope in this deeper, more rooted um, story. Uh, that is that is the gospel, and so and I want to point out in John 16, Jesus is. This is going to be a, a direct quote from Jesus. He's teaching about himself to the to the disciples and um, talking about his relationship with the Father and then things that are about to come. Um, with his crucifixion and, and resurrection, and he says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. <clears throat> in this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in just one line like that, he, I think, just cracks this whole topic. <laughs> he <laughs> says, you know, you I've told you these things, you know, I've told you about myself, and I am telling you that I'm going to the cross and going to come back. I mean, not in those words, obviously. I'm telling that so you have peace, because I know in this world you are having troubles. The, the whole world is broken inherently, and and this life is one that is marked by difficulty and the pains of sin.
1: <clears throat>
0: and, but, <laughs> and then he just says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I mean, what what a, a, a good word like from our Savior of all people, uh, from anyone, but from our Savior, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He, he calls out that the world is going to be the source of our troubles, um, but that he has overcome it. And so that is, that is the truth that our hope is in, and that is why the troubles that lead to this gaping void of happiness do not have kind of the last laugh uh, that, that Jesus does
1: yeah and I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna slap a, a bow on that point as well, Andre with, an, with another chunk of scripture. Second um, Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Inwardly we are being renewed day by day. for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on uh, not on what is seen, but what is unseen what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal so really it is just this idea of where's your hope you know and and ultimately it's it's that roadmap matt just like you said so um going back to i kind of want (laughs) to carry this back to the misconception right so i I think we've really nailed down a, a, a very important distinguishing thing right with happiness and joy and all that so Kicking it back to the misconception.
2: Yeah, I, I well, I, I think bringing it back to misconception. But I I, I don't want to pass over this topic too quickly in that we, we've talked about how to look for something better than happiness and how to find a way to get there. I, I love that. And I think that's an incredibly important point. However, I, I would be remiss if we simply bypass the fact that, like, there are days that just suck. There are things that happen. That suffering I was talking about earlier, it's not always immediate that you get through that and that you're just in a good mood, right? Or that you're just always emoting and feeling that joy. There are days where you're in the dumps and there's nothing that feels great in the time, right? It doesn't mean that that defines you, but um, I'm going to (laughs) say that there are like legitimate, emotionally difficult, tough, tough days that I don't want to talk to anybody about. And uh, um, that other people are really um, dealing with as well.
0: And yes, and there are also days that are just like not bad, but not awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I find myself in this state of just like it's not happiness. It's not like I'm suffering and and just beside myself with pain or disappointment or whatever. It's just like. I'm not happy. Like, I wouldn't describe myself as being happy most of the time. And, and I'm okay with that because of this joy and because of this hope and so on. But, but yeah, I mean, when I think about this as a misconception, and I'll be the first to say that it is one that that or that it is founded that there are, you know, examples of, of, you know, Christians who have this like front or have this, you know, kind of outward appearance of being happy all the time. And I myself am like, what (laughs) i mean what am i and i I know i'm not doing anything wrong because i know that you know the god's word you know is is clear about this and and so i can remember that like okay yeah life on this earth is not is not what we're designed for is not what we ought to have and and so it's just like but yeah i man i don't not trying to pass the buck but i don't think i'm guilty of this misconception because i'm (laughs) feel like I'm not happy most of the time. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, we maybe took an easy one for the t- to launch this series off of because yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we might not be accused of it ourselves. Um, and I think you bring up a great point that it doesn't have to be just um, on level 10, I'm amazing or level zero, life sucks. But um, w- one thing I was going to bring up with it too, there, there are a lot of examples um, historically, and I'm sure everyone knows examples too, of people who like go through real bouts of extremely low periods in their life And I I want to reassure you, if this is something you're going through or that you have or or will struggle with, I I have no belief that that is an indication of your faith. That because you feel bad, you are going through a time of maybe it's depression, maybe it's just frustration or these sort of things. Um, Don't fall into the misconception for yourself that you should be happy or that you should always be um, feeling on top of the world because um, you're believing Uh, your faith. I mean, I think that's a form of the prosperity gospel that you, you've done the thing correctly and therefore the blessing should come to you. We're promised times of difficulty. We're promised times of suffering. And so if, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling frustrated, if you are feeling any of these things um, and and there's so much we can go into on that, just take heart. This isn't meaning that you, you don't have faith. Um, And I just want to encourage the, the listeners in that. Um so I guess what it sounds like to me guys that everyone's saying is that it's it's time to be practical and it's it's time to be authentic with people and to actually tell people and, and communicate how we're feeling, right? Um wh- what does that look like for you guys and, and how can that be an application to us moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've I've sung the praises of
0: vulnerability before on this podcast and I will continue to. I think that it pays dividends personally. Um, but I think this is another area where it's really important for us to be transparent about the way that we're feeling for the sake of being heard for who we actually are and what our actual experience is, but also for, uh, you know, setting a norm for the way that things are and um, and not making other people feel like <laughs> feel alienated for having a bad day or for not feeling like on cloud nine all the time um, by, yeah, by setting, setting the atmosphere um, uh, through our own experiences and through just, which, which, yeah, I mean, you know, you say all this and it sounds, sounds great. Like the way I explain that there sounds like there's no, there's no negative to it, but, but I do realize that it's, that it's difficult and we're under a lot of pressure to, um, to compete and to compare ourselves to people. And so it's tempting to, to only show the best part of ourselves. But, but, uh, I think time and time again, we see that vulnerability and transparency is, is, uh, the better way.
1: So in the, when I think about this in, in the spirit of what we're trying to do with the misconceptions, right? The misconception is Christians are always happy. You know, our our real heart in doing this series is, is to the believer, be aware of these misconceptions and learn how to converse about them. So, um, to the, to the Christian out there, um, one, uh, understand for yourself the difference between happiness and joy. Um, and uh, maybe understand how to articulate that, like read, read up on that, have a good sense of your emotional health yourself. So when someone someday approaches you and can say, man, like I can see that you had a tough day at work. How do you like roll with the punches?" You know, don't let your answer just be so shallow as to say, you know, I just try and stay happy. You know, I I have a lot of reason to be happy. Don't like when you are given those opportunities, don't squander them and further this misconception. I challenge you to be willing to point to your real source of joy.
0: Um, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the
1: hope that you have. Exactly. So I to me, that that's my charge to the Christian in the spirit of what we're trying to do with these misconceptions have, I challenge you to have a good handle on your emotional health and your emotional fulfillment. Um, and be willing to share that uh, painfully, specifically be willing
2: to share that genuinely and vulnerably. I I, call, oh, I'm like fist bumping over here. I, I love that so much. Um, And so on on my drive over here, we're in Zach's basement, so I I drove over here, I saw a billboard and on big white letters, it just says optimism, pass it on. (laughs) And I laughed myself because I'm coming over here to record a podcast about happiness and and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But that's also just kind of meaningless (laughs) to me Um, when you actually have a robust enough worldview to handle um, issues beyond just like try to be positive and be optimistic. Um, Seek better. Seek something beyond optimism. Seek something beyond happiness. Um, If you're a Christian, we have the most reason of anyone in the world to be happy and to be joyful. But know that that's not always going to be how you feel at all times. So as Zach and Audrey have said, be authentic. It's not winning anybody over to Christianity. It's not a helpful way to win anybody over by thinking that you're happy all the time. Because they're going to come over here and they're going to... They're going to realize that life sucks sometimes and that, um, it's, uh, that, that's not the solution. So be authentic, um, care for other people and, um, yeah, just, just live your life, um, truthfully. And, and that's what we need to do.
0: Oh, well, I, man, I really just feel like I'm on cloud nine after that. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Go home. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm never happy, so no, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, this has been good. I'm glad that we were able to unpack happiness uh, to dispel to Mythbust. We should have called this Mythbusters, man. And yeah, there are the some music.
1: serious trademark issues there. Um, yeah, no, get we're out not of here with your that. trademark
0: worries. That's right, yeah. <laughs> if Whatever, Mythbusters would like to sponsor this, legal. Legal. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be a liability. Anyway, this was Verbal Processing. We hope it was edifying. See you next time.